This is the Unearthing Art Podcast with Michelle Luminato and Beck Lee, where we dig into the messy reality of making art that matters, raw and real conversations about being an artist, navigating the creative process, and expressing our honest and sometimes weird selves. The reason that I don't want to talk about this (laughs) is because I feel that it's the same story as ha- as we've discussed in the past, so it's repetitive and boring. So, hold on a minute. Does that yeah. mean that anytime I we have struggles, it's just like you're only allowed once per lifetime? You're only allowed <laughs> one struggle <laughs> of that type, and then you oh, need dear. to fix it. I'm in trouble. And then you need to. Okay. <laughs> it's just now struggles. I think are just. It's about. There's still something we're learning. That's what yeah. I think the struggles are there. They're there to teach us something, teach us a lot about letting go. I'm speaking for myself, but oh my carry God. on. It's all about letting go. Yeah. Oh, back, back, back. What, what's going on? I don't even know what's like, I, this is, you're like always saying, just tell me, Beck, just tell me what's going on. And I'm like, ah, ah, ah. Um, <laughs> I feel like I'm trying to make 110 million decisions in my head before uh. I do a single thing. And oh, <laughs> that's a good way to stop yourself. Yeah. Are you okay? Yeah. yeah. Carry on. I think that's a pretty good way to sum it up. Can I tell you something that I, I've thought about this morning? Did you know that um, this is just a sidetrack, slight sidetrack, but when we when we have these wake-ups in the middle of the night and our brain is like, lizard brains going this sucks you're terrible at this like or is that just me like ever wake up and have these really terrible thoughts did you know that the brain is only there's only the lizard brain that's awake the rest of the brain is not working so you're getting really bad advice from that by the way at 3 a.m so anything that's going on at 3 a.m just disregard because it's not all your brain power? No, it's kind of the opposite for me. When I am falling asleep and I and I'm running, I, I often do this is gonna sound terrible. I often do problem solving as I'm trying to fall asleep. <laughs> as, as you do. I try to I have to put on music so I don't because I do find that my brain does try to go into that mode. Somebody was it Einstein? Somebody did something where they would would think about problems and they would slowly fall asleep, like propped up in their chair, and then but they'd have like they they'd hold like an apple in their hand or something heavy, like a heavy book, and then just as they drift off, they'd drop the book and it would bang, and they'd wake up and then they would have the idea because they wanted to use that little dream state. So I often do as I'm drifting off, think that I've found the solution to all my problems. I'm like, oh, when I wake up, I'll just go to the studio and I'll do that. And it, and I guess maybe because I can imagine it, it's I can see it, it, yep, that'll work great. And then I get up and it's the cold reality of um, canvas and paint does not want to cooperate with my beautiful half-dreamt vision of beauty. <laughs> um, but I am at a state... I got my, I've got myself into a state where I'm not even sure like what I should be painting on. Like I'm going back and forth about whether it would be better p- to be using paper or canvas because I'm having these um, debate in my mind around 
different effects and ways that the paint behaves that I kind of want to have both. I I think that sounds, I know that you're in it and I'm not. So from my vantage point, I'm like, wow, that sounds like something that you can concoct and make happen because that's, yeah, why not? I think you're, you're literally just, you know, really in the muck of, (laughs) I say muck in like quicksand feeling. (laughs) I'm laughing with you, but it's like you're, you can't resolve it yet because you're literally in the middle of reconciling with these choices that you're making. Sometimes these technical things kind of also can hang us up when there's other work that we're you know, because if we're pouring out these other things that were a little bit like, oh, I don't know, then technical things can become like super helpful distractions as well. Yeah, like ordering supplies, you know, because if I have to decide, you know what I, I have spent time on, on yep. art supply stores, looking yep. at online, looking at the different options of paper yep. and the different ways that I could do a theme. Yep. Um, and imagining how that could work without actually yeah. having to make it work. And maybe I could become an imaginary artist, Michelle. Do you think there's a market <laughs> for that? Could I become, because I think I'm really good at imagining the art that I would yep, like yep. to exist in the world. You're looking for the final answer. Beck, we're not in math class. There is no final right answer. You can change your mind. You can start with paper. You can work with canvas. You can try to do both. You can come to a new conclusion after that. Like I think that the the challenge we have as artists is that we think it's a static thing, that there's like um, a finish line of like mm. that's the thing where it's just an evolution of things really. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I do. It's definitely an, an uncertainty thing. Being that now we can see you on video, there's some beautiful canvases behind her head. Um, and if you're on the podcast, go check it out on YouTube if she'll let us publish this episode. Um, <laughs> Which but she probably won't. There's, there's some beautiful <laughs> mark-making things that are in that. And mm. how is what I consider like the other non-technical stuff going, the the pouring of your heart soul you know i think that's the problem is that is that what you expected to hear because i'm worrying about technical things because i'm having troubles with that um i'm uh, finding myself in a bit of a loop where um oh my goodness this is so ridiculous this is so Don't ridiculous even to say it. out loud we all have these things and thoughts you have certain pieces of work, certain little breakthroughs where you're like, oh, I can really see myself in that. Like that feels very um, different. It's not just um, recreating what I've seen elsewhere. That feels distinctive in a way. Mm-hmm. And then I really struggle when I don't see that and I get yep. a bit grabby about it. I'm like, where did it go? Where did it go? I can't find it. Oh, so you think you're going to get there in one quick short <laughs> swoop. One quick short swoop. So my advice is, are you okay if it doesn't ever come back? No. 
This is the weirdest thing someone's ever said to me. And I keep trying to put myself in that when this happens to me too, is that I think it's the, it's because we're so attached. Mm -hmm. We are freaking attached, like locked and loaded, like it's the desperation. And I, and I'm saying this because I've felt that as well. Um, It's the desperation that makes us feel so horrible about it and then all of a sudden then the stories kick in and it's like see i told you told you you couldn't do this told you you weren't cut out for this told you this wasn't gonna work it's just then the like the loop goes on and like well and then look now i can't even figure out if i should do canvas or paper just i don't even know what color to pick anymore exactly it's just i'm losing my mind (laughs) it's a spiral and And the reality is that's what uncertainty looks like. That's the hardest part of uncertainty. But I like to look at what you're going through as really like the breakthrough stage. And Mm -hmm. it's it feels like it should be a quick like, let's just tick that off the list. Breakthrough Um, sounds very like, boom, like a rocket taking off, like, boom, done. Yeah. But a real breakthrough, it's it. I think it just is an evolution. It's not a boom one. It's a evolution. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's, it is the layering of these uncertain questions. But to say to, I guess my advice is to look at this and say, okay, I'm uncertain of this. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not working. What if I actually like, let it go? You know, what if I just say, okay, fine, you want to win? Like, just let it go. I know that sounds mm-hmm. really easy for me being in my chair and I'm not in your chair. But I think that the fear of success also gets the best of us. Yeah. And feeling very exposed by these really big ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is where I think that good old Seth says it the best. It's like that lizard brain is like, not going to go there not gonna Mm -hmm. let you Mm -hmm. it's not Mm -hmm. gonna happen sounded like a good idea but definitely not (laughs) so then you're kind of in a battle with yourself aren't you yes that's what it feels like i watched you go through this process back you were becoming your your true self and there's this shedding that's happening and there's a lot of vulnerability i think that happens through that process and you know, I've definitely experienced that for myself. So I'm not saying like, oh, back, it's only back. I think that that's just really what happens when we start revealing these truer sides that we're like, oh, how's this going to work? I don't know. So I think that it's, I wish I could say like I could give you if through the screen, I'm just going to give you this happy pill that just solves everything. Rela- relax pill. Just relax. Just relax. Stop relax. on so tight. I think that it's, 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 I'd say being unattached to the outcome, Mm. but also really kind of look, stepping back from it, you know, and being a little bit of an outsider to it. Like I do this with my own stuff too. So I'm not saying it's just you, but I look at it and I'm like, is the problem really about that? Or am I just, that's just like an easy thing to look at because the harder stuff is over here. I think technical things mm-hmm. can show up as a way to get us get us focused on something that yeah. also helps relieve the stress. It does relieve the stress because it's a problem that you can work on. 
Yes. As you say, as opposed to a larger problem, which is that, is what the hell am I doing? And how am I going to be exposed? <laughs> yeah. I think that a lot of the what the hell I'm doing is, I think we instinctively know what we could be doing, but I think that it's more of the the exposed, feeling exposed when we really do that thing that makes us... Could that be very subconscious? It's appealing to me, this battle with yourself. It's like a tug of war, you know, like you're saying the lizard brain is back there subconsciously tugging on the rope saying, no, 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 come back. But the front part's like, we can solve this in some other ways. We don't need to do this. Yep. I think that ultimately, and this is the part, I think one of the bigger challenges of really making authentic work is that there's this true vulnerability and exposed feeling that we have to hit face on. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've seen that in any kind of work that I'm bringing to life, even in this podcast, you know, there's this like idea of like, oh, this is what it will be. And then there's the like, oh no, this is what it really feels like, you know, and getting through it Mm. as well. Um, I guess, and moving forward in spite of things. And sometimes that looks like just sharing your work with people that you can trust. You know, Mm. I think that sometimes we want to go to these big finished ideas and that's not the next step. The next step is getting comfortable with sharing. What's coming up for me is that when you're talking about um, feeling exposed and vulnerable and um, in terms of the ideas, I don't necessarily feel that, but... (laughs) but being exposed in terms of showing ideas that are in baby stages or that aren't, as you say, complete and everything that I would hope they would be, being, you know, vulnerable to, to, to be a beginner. The image that's coming to my mind is, you know, to be paddling around in the mud making mud pies kind of thing, like to show that messy yeah. Very um, beginning, um, yeah. unformed. And, s- and snippets. Messing about. It's not, yeah. yeah, yeah, not not complete, not complete ideas. And the reality is like, that's because they're, that's the stage. That's mm-hmm. the stage. And, and I think that making sure that you're sharing that with people that you feel safe with is in they're mm-hmm. going to understand where you're at in that process. Because I think that one of the things I go back to my experience with bigger companies, they have, you know, little divisions and groups of people who work on ideas that are kind of separate from bringing them to market. And that's to protect those ideas and let them develop in that undeveloped state that they're in. Um, right. So yeah, they get that's... protected. So mm-hmm. I think that we as artists have that same challenge where we have to have this little space that's kind of more of a protected, undeveloped um, stage where you can really hash out these ideas or flush out these ideas. And we've talked about that before, that when you judge things too early, if you're looking at something that's a little baby idea and then you're like, well, how does that compare? Like, h- how does that test against other things it can be shut down pretty quickly it's really interesting that you say that there's that room for kind of baby ideas and I think also when you talk about having a place to share those things um we don't often there's not many of us I think who are born into an artist community and kind of get to see all those real life models we often 
find ourselves drawn to art and then find friends and family, real-life support systems who don't really understand or go through those same processes. How much do you think being alone in that process impacts us? I think it's very dangerous, and I know that sounds very scary and sad, but I think that we... Our imagination, which is so brilliant, but it will get the best of us Mm -hmm. if we stay alone with these ideas. And that's why bigger companies have teams of people. It's not like one person just is the idea person and they're by themselves. It's, It's a team of people. And there's a reason that there's a team is because they're flushing it out together. And so I think that it's very hard from my own experience, even with my supportive family, like there's a lot of stuff I've wanted to do that they just didn't get, you know, Mm. they didn't get. And so I couldn't flush it out with them because they really weren't in the space to be open. Because I think what we, when we're in groups or a community that allows us to flush out ideas, it's not that they always have the right answer, but it's to give you space, to hold space for Mm. you to flush it out loud. Because sometimes when we say it out loud, or we share it and we have that like, you know, heartfelt like, oh, you know, like you want to throw up because you just shared something that you're like, it's not ready. <laughs> oh, maybe that's me. <laughs> because in the end, I go back, I go back to that thing of like, you still are the only one who's going to know what you really want to make. No mm. one can answer that for you. Um, but there can be people around you that can hold that space for you to flush that through so that you can really validate the idea for yourself first then you know flush through what that could look like um through various techniques but i think that sometimes we're just that exposing ourselves is part of that exposing i don't know if that's the best word you're such a good word Mm. person but do you know what i mean there's like there's this exposure that we have to have there's this like um we have to reveal this side that maybe we haven't shown before and we have to Mm. get comfortable with doing that we kind of have to practice doing that like if you're having these ideas and then all you've got is that little tug of war in inside your own head of saying oh this is going to work or this isn't going to work you know you can within yourself find it very difficult to give things space to try out and and see what happens. So if you have a community like other people, as you say, to say, here's a space, at least you've you've put it out there. And I think also what you said then about practicing, maybe it's, as you say, practicing that vulnerability, because Mm -hmm. if um, fear of vulnerability is keeping a certain amount of expression clenched up and, and tucked in, then if you've got a, a safe group that you practice with, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, then it can start to feel less scary because you, you've already yeah. shared it with, you know, five people and you didn't die. And then, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and then you exactly. shared it with like 10 people and you didn't die. So yeah. maybe lizard brain, I'm not going to die. <laughs> That's the thing. I think when we practice that, then the lizard brain doesn't have as much power But I Mm. think when you keep it to yourself, the lizard brain has 80% of the power in the conversation. So I think it's about dialing that puppy down and finding support in a way that you can quiet that and know that, yeah, you can, you're like, 
I did not die. Just sharing those little bits, that practice of that vulnerability, because when we mm-hmm. come up with this like big kaboom, you think we're going to feel safe doing that? It's a false promise, isn't it? It's a false promise that if you keep working at it, that you'll eventually find something that you will feel safe sharing, but yeah. it won't necessarily be the case. Another interesting thing about it, because I know that um, from working with you, as an artist myself and you being a mentor, yep. you have this way of <laughs> doing this, dra- dragging things out into the light because you said, what have you been working? I said, oh, I've just been doing some things on paper and they're, they're not very much of anything. And you said, I want to see, I want to see. So I showed you and you're like, I oh, know, I really like those. And, you know, there could be something. Pulling them out this week. And, of course, I love them now. It's crazy. <laughs> At the time I was insistent to you that it was, absolutely nothing see and it's sometimes this is the other thing that happens that i think is a real thing is sometimes we get so upset with our art in that process because in our mind it didn't do what we were wanting it to do like it didn't fulfill Mm. that imagination that we're like oh it could be this and then comes out differently and we're so upset that we're like shame on you naughty you now i gotta go (laughs) off and solve it in another way and then if we can just back off from that and like step outside of being so controlling and intimate, I'm not saying you're being controlling, but I'm saying. I think I am. I okay. think you can say it's- that I'm being controlling, Michelle. <laughs> as soon as you said that, I'm like, I am so controlling it's about like, this. It's, yeah. it's just unique. It's going to have a life of its own. It's bringing something to the table the art is bringing something to the table that you just we can't control and every time we try to control it we get mad at it and we're like shame on you and and we don't want to show it to anyone we don't want to talk about it and you know and then the end and i'm mad that it's not more fun honestly i'm mad that it's being difficult i'm mad that um i see other friends who are artists and I see them working in their studio and you know they got a big old happy face on (laughs) and they're just having the best time (laughs) (laughs) hold on a minute didn't we just talk about this comparison but I really know Michelle I really know that they're having the best time honestly (laughs) oh dear see it's just it's a trick. It's a trick. It's a trick. I don't know. I think I think it's the um, letting go of control mm-hmm. and really letting it's, it's think of it like a we talked about this before, like it's a relationship. You know, it's a real partnership of, you know, you put your hands to things and things come out. But what happens through that, like it does bring something to the table and I think that it's more about managing those expectations of, you know, okay, I can imagine this is going to be like this, but it, it's probably not. So let's just see what happens. It's definitely letting go of all expectations. And even though I feel like a broken record when I say that, I just think that- I feel that, like a broken record coming to tell you that I feel really stuck and horrible. So, <laughs> But I don't think that you're alone. So I think it's a common thing and- I mean, I just think it happens all the time. The reason why that I just keep wanting to talk about it is because sometimes certain things click. Like sometimes you'll hear something and and you'll go, oh, now I'm clicking to that, you know, and it just takes time. But I think playing and just staying in that curiosity state, 
Um, the challenge for you, and I'm saying for Beck right now, like yeah. in real time, mm. is to, she wants a finished product. She so wants a finished product. She's like, give me the freaking finished product already. <laughs> Am I right? Oh my God, you're a hundred and million percent right (laughs) and the universe is saying we got some more we got because here's what i think is really happening i think there's some really cool stuff that you are still uncovering it's Mm. it's still you're still in the middle of like bubbling up some goodness that you just haven't yet discovered yet because it's that's just the way it's working i'm so impatient i'm it's hard it's (laughs) it's I want to but, flip to the end of the book and read the last two pages. <laughs> there's no end. Oh, no. There's no, there's no last end to two flip pages. to. Oh, there's no last two pages. There's only in the now of wrestling with the creative process because it's like, in, and I think that what I love. Yeah. There's a pattern here, which is really good. You wrestle with it. You torture yourself, not I'm saying that you should continue to torture yourself, but it doesn't work the way you think it's going to work. Yeah. And, but an outcome happens, a result happens, happens mm. right? Saying to yourself, like, just step away, step away, step away, <laughs> because it will, it will start clicking. And I know I keep saying that, mm. but you have uncovered some really juicy stuff that I just think there's more stuff that is developing there and keep sharing that in a safe place. And, you know, occasionally when you want to share snippets of these paintings, um, you can let other people in and have a perspective. But what I would want to say about that is that even though we might like them, Mm. you know, ultimately you've got to come around to whether you actually care about them or not, you know, otherwise you're pursuing you're pursuing a painting you don't even want to do. You know, it doesn't matter if other people like it. It matters most if you really enjoy it. But I have noticed that sometimes we just need space to let them breathe. When you're just not finding time, when you're just not getting to the studio kind of thing, when you're just not making any work, um, one of the big things I think to think about is do I actually care about this? Because if you're really caring about something, you kind of want to get in there and, and you know, and I've had times like that when I've been like waking up like, oh, I can't wait to get in and start. I'm going to try a little something here and try a little something there. Um, and then on the other side, and I don't know what you think about this, there's a kind of a school of thought that creatively you there's benefit in showing up even though the motivation might not be there on a particular day. Yeah. And I just wonder how those two things work together, you know, like I guess I'm trying to find my compass. Yeah, I think knowing what kind of work you've been doing in the last year, I think that you've started to discover some things that you really do care about, but I think they scare the living poop out of you. I think that's procrastination working as its finest masked, um, like it procrastination and perfectionism can be just such a mask for the fear itself. Yeah. Um, So with what you were saying, I think that showing up 
to the studio, even if it's a half an hour, an hour, just to tackle that discomfort mm. of like, hey, I know we're not comfortable, but I'm gonna, I'm here anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I just think it's like sometimes we, we want that big giant prize and yeah. we're like so obsessed with the big prize that we forget like just showing up for 30 minutes or an hour of just like clocking on mm-hmm. um, is is a is a true help. You know, it really is lots of little steps. Thanks, lots of steps. So did we help? I think so. I'm going to relax and I'm just going to have a bit of a potter and make yes. some just stick my hands in some paint and yeah. just remember how much I enjoy doing that. That's the thing. I think that just constantly reminding ourselves, like, we enjoy it. Remember? Like, <laughs> potter. <laughs> this is <Like>, fun. <laughs> and when we have these big ideas or big projects or whatever, like, I just go potter. Go potter. Yeah. If if pottering is the way that can get you in the studio every day, just book in, like, half an hour, an hour potter session each potter day. Potter time. Potter time. Don't call it studio time. Call it potter time. I Whatever like that. it takes. Because <laughs> otherwise, it's just too much pressure. Thank you, Michelle. See, it wasn't painful, was it? It, wa- it wasn't painful at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to say that this conversation and a chat with my artist group really helped loosen me up, relax, and reconnect with my feeling of creative possibility. And I had some follow-up insights about that, which we're going to be talking about next week. So I can confirm that, as we said in this episode, it is so powerful to have a place where you can safely air out these thoughts and vulnerabilities. Definitely look for those people and opportunities in your art life. And if you'd like to learn more about the online artist community that Michelle and I support, the link for that is in the show notes. So thank you so much for joining us today, and we'll catch you next time. Mm -hmm.